No, I haven't been tested. I, I don't even have the sniffles. Or, oh, you mean, did my mother have me tested? N no, my mother loved me and she... Oh, hi, this is Pete Pomisano uh, once again for RLTP's Off-Road. And this week, we are barely keeping it together. As you can tell, my sanity is in question, as I'm sure is uh, everybody's sanity. But I have a delightful interview for you this week. It's with Amanda Lytle Sharp, who, if you are an actor in Buffalo, you've probably worked with. And if you are not an actor in Buffalo, you probably don't know what she does and how important it is. Amanda is a dialect coach. And what a dialect coach is, it well, I'll let her explain it, but trust me, she's extremely important and she makes all of us on stage sound like we belong there. And trust me, sometimes we just don't. You see, when you're from Buffalo, we have an accent and sometimes we talk like this because that's the way we are. Well, Amanda helps us get rid of that accent so that we sound like we belong wherever we belong, whether it's Northern Ireland or England or Eastern European or anything like that. And that's what she does. She helps us by helping us learn how to pronounce the words properly. And I said I wasn't going to explain it to you, but I had to give you a little bit of a tease in case you just were thinking at this point, well, I'm not even going to bother listening. Well, trust me. She's a lot of fun, and what she does is extremely important. So here in the middle of our quarantining, let's listen to a delightful lady talk about what she does and how she makes us all sound better. And I want you to remember that all of these interviews coming up over the next few weeks were recorded before all of the horrible end times hit and the zombie apocalypse came to us. So that's why Amanda and I seem to be having a lot more fun than we should have when the world is coming to an end. But the world is not coming to an end because we're going to get out of this. Talk to you soon. You know, and the real reason I, I wanted you here is because yeah. I, you know, I wanted to get as many diverse, weird, different <laughs> background people. Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to just talk to actors right. because, you know, they'll talk forever about themselves. Right. And, and right. I can do that on my own right. at home <laughs> in front of the I don't mirror. Have to, right. And, I don't and, even have to and, leave and, my house. And doesn't even walk away from me. Right. So I, I, it just occurred to me that what you do. Yeah. And of course, it's not all that you do, but mm -hmm. what, what you've done for me and for many others in in the uh, theater community is probably not well understood no. or even recognized. Mm -hmm. And even when you see it, even if you see it at the end of a movie and it says uh, dialect coach, people go, what, what does that mean? What, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it doesn't say dialect. Is it different? Is there a difference between dialect, dialect coach and vocal, and, and vocal coach, right. coach or, or, or or script? Uh, what, there's another word for it. Script uh, script girl. No, uh, that could be it. For heaven's sake. Sometimes it's, if they pay you, it's okay. You. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Is this is there another word for? Sure, I'm sure there's many a words. I think it's all depending on what your contract says. You've been called many you different things. <laughs> mm -hmm. You don't want to know. Yeah. Well, no. I <laughs> Well, I've been recording yeah. this whole thing. That's all right. It doesn't matter. That's uh, what you got to use. Yeah. So I just find it, I just think it, it's interesting. I find it fascinating too because it changes. Yeah. And, and it I, always is going to depend on whom you speak to, and I feel, what they're it, doing, their discipline, all of that kind of stuff. So to me, it's you've got to make your own path. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So 
I have, kind of in my own little way. Yeah, you have, yeah. and I didn't really. Uh, you know, we probably ought to start. We should. Hi, who the say, heck I am? Uh, hi, <laughs> welcome, Amanda. Hey, hey uh, speaking yeah. of which, yeah. did, is your professional? Do we call? What do we call you? Is it Amanda Sharp or is it Amanda Lytle, Lytle Sharp? Sharp? Or, I, I, you know, I go by Amanda Lytle Sharp because that's my given name. But I, Amanda Sharp, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah. So you're fine. Were you related to so the, the Phillips Lytle? No, Lytle no. Building Can you down believe? There? Oh gosh, no. So you don't have any no, of that cash? None of that. Dang it. I'm in theater, for God's sakes. Yeah. I'd be raking in on that one if I could. Yeah, well, um, you made yeah, that no. mistake. Yeah, I did. Totally. Uh, yeah. So, so so where did you come from? Well, of course, you know, I've, 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 I've done research. You did on, a little bit of research, yes. yes. And, and the police report was good. really enlightening. Thank goodness. I thought that... Uh, <laughs> Wow, I hope my mugshot was just as good as my headshot. You know. <laughs> well, well. First yeah. of all, our history. Right. I, and of course, I don't remember the last the first time I. Met I was you. trying to think of that on the way up, and I couldn't. Was, was it for That's, good people? Did you do the the Boston I didn't thing? Do good, no, I didn't do good people. Um, I'm trying to think. You know what? The, you know why you didn't do it? good people? Because that was in a previous regime. Yeah. When they weren't even hiring people, right. they got us some tapes. Oh, I bet. And we had they did. To and you had to listen and try and get, to transcribe and, that. And, and then they said, and, and go watch The Departed. <laughs> because listen to Mark Wahlberg. Right, right. And you'll right. get it. But but don't listen to this guy in the movie. Right. Because Mark Wahlberg is more accurate. Right. And, and uh, you know, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I don't remember what our first uh, thing I was. I can't even remember which theater it was. Was it at Irish? Was it at Cav? Was it at, you know, I just, I'm just trying to pinpoint where... And when it yeah. was, I, I, it's probably it's, not it's, important. It isn't. But but I do want to know where you came from. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I am so boring. It's not even funny. Here's what I have: <laughs> education, Lewiston Porter. <laughs> Did so. Yeah. What did you? What, what were your interests in high school? Were you, were well, you, were if you can believe this one, I was a cheerleader. You know, oh, uh, Amanda. Uh, why, why wouldn't I believe? Well, that? of course, I'm loud. You're bubbly. I'm bubbly and, and, and perky and happy. Perky. Okay, so <laughs> I was. And I was really kind of sports person. Yeah. Um, I love doing the shows, but um, so you did do the high school. Musicals yeah, I did the high things? school musicals and everything, yeah. which mm-hmm. was fun. I've kind of found theater <laughs> as a bizarre. Um, I was extremely shy. When I was younger mm-hmm. and um, bullied, me picked too. on, all of that kind of stuff. I, well, I am that's, such that's an why introvert. I like having the script in front of me because they give me absolutely just give me words so I don't have to actually talk, talk to people. Talk to people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same exact thing. And um, I was bullied, and my parents said, "Let's take her out of this big environment and let's put her at um, Stella Niagara. School. Yep, mm-hmm. Stella Niagara Education Park." And there we had to take actually a speech class with Major Ormsby. And yes, if you can like believe public that. Speaking? Public speaking and mm. intonation. No and wonder all you of this talk so good. And uh, well, you know, I got uh, you know some practice. <laughs> so actually, um, in sixth grade, it was when I kindly, finally fell into theater through major. He made us do talent night, and he said, you will be doing something, and I kind of went white. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to stand in front of people. Absolutely not. And then I, um, yeah, I did a Shel Silverstein poem in one talent night, and I remember standing up there and looking out into the audience and seeing the reflection of people's glasses and feeling their energy. I mean, this is in sixth grade. What do you know in sixth grade besides boys, girls, you know, all that kind of stuff. But obviously it had an effect because you remember. Completely had an effect on me. And um, 
I loved it, fell in love with it, started to do the shows there and then, but never thought about it as something that you could do as a, for a living. What's no, your no, no, It's an extracurricular activity. I was yeah. just having fun. I was loving every second of it, <laughs> loved to sing. I consider myself a mover and not a dancer, but I can do it enough so that I can get my way through choruses and all of that. Did some local auditioning here and there and then... So did, did, you, did you end up... It, well, in high school, yeah. then, did you end up going to college for theater? I did. Well, I went to college, but at I didn't the, know what I wanted to do. At the University of Florida. Great, chomp, chomp, UNC chomp. You're in the swamp, swamp, swamp. Yeah. yeah, so University of Florida. So, But I went there just because that's where I wanted to go to school. My dad said, Amanda, you can either go into the Army or you can go to school, but you're not staying home. And oh, I nice. said, oh, my gosh, school sounds so great, Dad. So great. <laughs> and Florida. So, oh, my gosh, University of Florida will be fantastic. And it was. It was fun. Yeah. Um, finally, through UF, the first year at least, I was just taking the random courses. And um, I auditioned for the university choir and was selected. Mm-hmm. And I remember my parents always every single semester saying, Amanda, what's your favorite class? Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get something out of me, I guess. And, <laughs> you know, everything else was awful. And I said, choir. And there was like crickets. Yeah, and my mom yeah. goes, What are you going to do with you that? You may want to think about that. Mm. And I just went, Oh my gosh. My, you know, they're leading me in the direction without actually saying it. So within a day, I was at the theater department. I was signed up. I was ready to go I, because I, it was in me, but I just never, it never crossed my mind that. But weren't I could your parents sort of saying, uh, no, they said, how are you going to earn a whatever living? Whatever you want to do. They, they always did. said, That's wonderful. I, they are amazing. And yeah. they looked at me and said, if you like what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So go find it. Mm-hmm. And I'd stink at certain classes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to admit it now to my collegiate age children, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> wasn't good at sometimes. And my dad kept sending me back and saying, find what you like to do. Find what you like to do. And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, find it. Just keep tr- trying different things. So then when the choir finally hit, it was like I was, you know, that reborn again, that feeling of excitement and everything. So I started on the theater track, never thinking that voice was the direction that I enjoyed going in. Really started off from the beginning in the whole theater world. So I ended up getting my Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting. So, so as you're going along this direction uh-huh. to, in, in this acting thing, all of a sudden... Uh, uh, Voice and 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 language starts. Appealing well, it does. To you? It does. I, I took a class, you know, a voice class um, with Heather Hollingsworth, and boy, did I give her a run for her money as far as keeping her on her toes. But I remember her saying to me in one class, we were talking about it and talking about standard American sound, and I didn't understand it. And because yeah. I'd look at her and go, "What are you talking about? I don't have an accent. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about." You know, my next flattened Western New York is. You know, come on, Heather, come on. You know, and she. Every Everybody would giggle because down there they have a much more of a, a drawl sure. connected to their tones. Right, and anywhere else in the country, they recognize immediately that y- you're not. You're from not here. from here. Yeah. You know, you say you're from New York, they automatically assume you're from the city, yes, which is course. a totally different world. So um, I just laughed at that, and, and it fascinated me that there was this international phonetic alphabet. Mm-hmm. That there was an entire alphabet dedicated just to sounds. spoken language sounds. You know, and so we had to learn it in undergrad. We had to learn the entire alphabet so that we could write in it. And it was really the jumping off point for dialect work, uh, which I was because I'm musical. I was able to really catch on to this quickly. Um, 
as far as this goes, as far as dialects go. And then this international phonetic alphabet is much more of what I like to call the the formula. So like it's like a mathematical formula in that mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the ear, so like you said, you had someone who said, listen to this tape yes. and um, speak these sounds and then we'll somehow get there. Yes. That's an absolutely viable way to learn something. Absolutely. Mimicry is how we learned how to speak when we were young, because we certainly didn't have anybody looking at us at the age of one saying, now put your tongue on the roof of your mouth and, you know, and, you know, hold your, you know, there was none of that. So you were actually mimicking them. So it's a complete and total justifiable way of learning. But this gives you a formula. So when you're stuck with a dialect that absolutely is so foreign to your tongue, your cheeks, your lips, your muscle memory, Mm -hmm. this International Phonetic Alphabet allows you to see it on paper so that then you can go slowly. As opposed to breaking it down just via your ear, you can now start to look at it on paper and break it down that way. So, so, so this is planting a seed while you're doing your uh, training. Your training, mm-hmm. but but theater, acting, performing training. Right. This is planting some kind absolutely, of crazy absolutely. seed. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't think that, and in, in, even now that I teach it, it's so funny because I, I just what you say. Kids mm-hmm. look at me and they, <laughs> you know, the eye, the big eyes, and they go, "That makes no sense to me." Yeah. And we keep working through it. Eventually, they do get it. But I, how many more? How many times can you stress how important it is to hold on to it? Because when you get into, when you're lucky enough to be cast, and you're working on a show, and then you're lucky enough that they hire a dialect coach, mm-hmm. you have the basis of everything that you need. Um, it's funny you say that because. Yeah. Because, and all, all joking aside, yeah. I do, when as you're talking about certain things when we're doing, you know, in the rehearsal right. process, I am remembering because I had the same feeling when I said, what are you talking about? What are you, you know, t- we, come on! We, we, we don't have an accent, it's <laughs> Buffalo, we're talking just normal. And I remember that mm-hmm. same moment and having that revelation of, what, you mean... There's a difference between man and man. Man. And, yeah, right. And Because right. yeah. the, the, the immediate uh, uh, reaction is uh, you, to go from, oh, it's, it's not man, so it must be man. Right. Is it man right. then? Right. Do, you want me to say man yeah. now? And there, there's like a, a million colors of the rainbow in right. between those two things. Right. All right. So so now you're, you're okay. in college and you're doing this. So theater. I'm doing this. I, and I didn't. I honestly didn't put two and two together that I would even be teaching it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going through. Is that and what having you're, a, yeah. I mean, Not to. Uh-huh. Uh, just no, 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 a little go, go, aside go. here. So, so is that what you're teaching yes. now? What are the classes yeah. you have at NU? So at, at NU, I teach the speech and dialects classes is what I do. And then mm-hmm. I'm an, um, a direct, I direct, you know, a guest director here and there. And what are the speech me. and dialect classes? What's their main focus? Yeah, what's well, their focus? Well, the main focus, the very fir- the way I structure it is, and I always giggle and I say, I get you for two semesters in your training here. I'm trying to teach you three years of material in two semesters. Mm-hmm. So we got to go through it. You've got to take it in like a little sponge, hold on to it. And and specifically then, for actors. For, specifically for actors, mm-hmm. absolutely. But does it work for everybody else? Yes, because I do have some people that are like, I want a minor in it, and this intrigues me. Mm-hmm. And so I say, okay, come on in, because it's fun. It's great. Mm-hmm. We learn about our instrument, our body, ourselves. And so that's kind of the beginning of the you know the course. Um, we'll do a breath and relaxation. Obviously, most of it is to get in touch with the breath, because through experiences that we've had in life, um, good and bad, we tend to 
change our breath patterns. Um, when we're nervous, we tend to stop breathing. When we're frightened, we do those things. So it's more of a self-awareness that I'm trying to teach them yeah. to be aware of when those things are happening because that all affects breath. It all, yeah. you know, your breath affects your voice and what it is you're giving, you know? And I think one of the really cool things, the aha moments that I had was, I think I want to go to grad school. So you decided yeah. that grad school might be a good yeah. thing. Yeah, grad school's a good thing. I'm going to go continue doing that. And I was lucky enough, you know, it's totally dumb, not thinking there's millions of people that want to do grad school, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I applied to one grad school, the one I wanted, mm -hmm. Uni University of North Carolina, Greensboro. Mm -hmm. And um, magically, I was accepted. It was the best program for me, amazing professors, and that's kind of where... I started to get that whole idea of enjoying the vocal classes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, IPA just kind of came second nature to me. And IPA being the International Phonetic, phonetic alphabet. alphabet. Sorry, yes. But just for those who don't yeah. understand, because you yeah. know I don't understand. <laughs> no, but, but you, do, you, get it. you I, get it. You get it. You get it. I know. But I get it the same way that, you know, my financial advisor, when I'm talking to you, yeah, I get it. And you go home and, and then yeah. you go home. Yeah. But, but uh, at the time, did you, were you giving any thought to this? This is a more commercial, I could actually work more or work because, no. you know, when you're an actor, the chances are you're going to be waiting tables. That's exactly If, that, if that's what your focus is, is that if that's all you want to do. Did it ever occur to you, for example, like people who go into, into theater and then they end up uh, becoming costume designers right. or, or, right. or property mistresses or whatever, and it's because they, they realize that they, they, they could actually work as a stage manager. Right. They could actually work as in lighting if they learn the electronics. They right. could actually work. There, there are places that, that, that are desperate for those right. types, types of skills right. as opposed to every, everybody, everybody, right. everybody, everybody you know, that's can, doing it. Right. Can, you know. right. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's weird. It just I, sort of it happened. It just sort of happened. I'm one of those people that's so much better uh, when I'm going Mach 10 with my hair on fire. And, <laughs> and you know, I tend to, you know, the house is cleaner and the kids are taken care of and the, because I'm busy and I'm yes, structured. Yes. There's that structure thing again. So I don't necessarily think that I thought I could do this. I just really loved it. Hmm. It didn't, it didn't happen until after, really, when I was, so at the end of my third year of grad school, my MFA in acting, um, I was finally home, and I had been married, so Dave and I were married mm -hmm. at that point, and um, finally when I was home, we got, pre we got pregnant with Zach, uh, with our first. Okay. So I was seven months pregnant when I graduated with my MFA, and we decided he and I decided we wanted to be back home to raise our children, to be okay. around all of our family. We knew we wanted to come back in this area. What, what does Dave do? Dave is actually a financial advisor, if you can believe that. <laughs> I know. We're totally opposite on that spectrum. I mean, he's... Well, no, it but it's just so specific. I mean, you, you, you have a very specific uh, set of yeah. knowledge, set of facts in I your know. head, and he's got a completely, completely. But different ready. We were set of high school sweethearts. We were oh, high school sweethearts, went our separate ways for college, and then found each other again. So we have one of those cheesy, cheesy, awesome stories. Oh, I think it's and very sweet. And isn't that sweet. sweet? I know. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, I know. I'm Come on. Toothache. I know. It's all right. You'll be all right. Get over it. Get over it. <laughs> so was there, was, there so, a, was there a conscious, or, or is it just because you want to have a child, obviously? Yeah. Was there a conscious effort to say, I'm going to abandon? I've never looked at it as abandoning. Never. Never. Just, I always just, knew I'd work in my field. Just when. Mm -hmm. Like, I still, I have two degrees in acting. Yeah. I'm an actress. Yes. By trade. Yes. By trade. But do you miss I that? Need to, of course I do. But it, not to the point where I have to... <laughs> 
I have to go on that. That's a such a different skill set right now. Yeah. Number one, it's different than when I was, you know, training 25 yeah. years ago. I am a firm believer that my roles are out there. They're just waiting for when I'm ready to do that. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't look and sit there and say, I have to do this role. No, if the roles will be there when I'm ready to get back on stage. Isn't that weird? <laughs> not that I'm saying I'm going to get the roles, but I, but I, it's just but not you, you feel trying like to me. It's all out there. Yeah. Acting is everywhere. We can do it in any way. And I act every single day. Oh, no kidding. You, I mean, I, come I on. I was a teacher for 30 years. You That's know all that. you do. That's all you do. Yeah. So I feel like I do do that every single day. Am I on stage under the lights? No, but I've also allowed myself to enjoy my introvertness. <laughs> And said, I know, it's not a word. Shh, we pretend. I'm, I'm so going to edit I, all I, that out. You, it's, it's I fine. don't care. You can keep it. I'm going to edit out Amanda. all the places I sound dumb <laughs> and leave all of yours in. Please do. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, embrace that now. And so it's not traumatizing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I get the same fulfillment from teaching that I do when I get up on stage. So I don't feel like I'm missing anything. So when I'm up there and I'm teaching you guys, or we're sitting at the basement and trying to go over our lines and figure out Mm -hmm. what we need to tweak as far as sound goes, it's just as interesting to me as being up on stage. Isn't that weird? Uh, As interesting, as fulfilling, as uh, um, enjoyable? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Ready okay, for this? Well, we're done I know. I, I, it's it's very bizarre, and I think what do you like? some of that too is that the whole idea of there's nothing more that I I, I love diving into a role, mm-hmm. figuring out these people, what yes. makes them tick, what they're doing, why yes. they're doing what they're. You know that. Yes. But you have to do that when you're directing. Yes. You have to do it when you're dialect coaching. And how many times have I stood stood up and said, guys, we can make anything work as far as vocal choices, but it's got to be character driven. Right. There's got to so be a reason. And so I always it. approach a dialect via character as opposed to these are the only sounds you can make. This is the because though that's not correct. Mm-hmm. You know, we could. I, you know, you and I could have, I, growing up in Western New York, maybe I don't have a flattened A sound, even though I grew up here, because maybe one of my parents is from England and the other one's from France. Yes, yes. And so maybe I don't have that, but it doesn't mean that it has to be that way. Mm-hmm. So to me, dialects are all about character choices. And then the coach comes in and says, okay, what are your choices? Yes. Only with very, the, very, the, very good actors does that happen. And the director says, I, you okay. know, that choice works. Or Well, in the context of a show, you can't do that mm-hmm. if it doesn't make sense to what's going on in the scene, what's going on with the through line. So, again, to pick and choose which ones you use to make it sound, still sound within the flavor of the character, but yet identifiable to the audience is, is, is it's so cool to me is that what you like about teaching that it's it's still a performance sort of thing of course yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's enga- I just like communicating and engaging the paperwork oh of course <laughs> the paperwork the I think it's the fight no it's not even the planning it's the fight it's the fight the, fu- the, f- the fight from and I can't even Which say kids fight? because but 
Yeah, go ahead. When, when you're teaching high school, mm-hmm. you, you, there's mm-hmm. ten different. There's the administration. There right. are the parents. There's right. of course the kids. There's the other fellow faculty members. Right. There's the state education department. There's the right. exams. Right. Which fight are you referring to oh, in, uh, specifically? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it depends too. On the, it's it usually almost is never the the kid. Yeah. It's almost never the kid because what I find is they learn it from someone. Plus, you're doing something. Uh, it, it, which they value and can see the value most of most of the time. Try yeah. being an English teacher no, I know. in tenth grade, Absolutely. where you know we all we all learn English. Why we, right. we I know how to talk English. Why do I have to right. learn this? Right. And, right. and so that's a different thing. And I think that that also comes back to the whole standards thing. So much to me is looking at the individual and seeing what they need, and then how do you fix your teaching? Mm-hmm. To help them, That's, but it's not the way you can teach anymore because, as you know, there are the tests and you right. got to do this, and they tell you what you have to teach. So you, it it, it takes all of the communication and, and give and take and cre- creativity away. Yep. So now, how did you? Who who first hired you locally for theater uh, oh, uh, dialect coaching? Wow. And if it you don't remember, first. who found it was you? Eve, Eve, where, where, well, where I think it was, I came from probably actors. I'm sure it was actors because you know I and I, and I think it was musical fair that I started with with mm-hmm. Randy. I, was it Peter Pan at Art Park? I don't know. Like I, I but I feel like that somebody recommended some, somebody you? recommended me, and then they somebody got a says, hold of I me and said, "Yeah, you. I had a crazy teacher, you know, who was who could do these dialects." Because I think what happens as a director, you know, there's always something that challenges you the most. Mm. Is it the set? Is it the lighting? What are you going to do? Is it the budget? What is it? Yes. And so many directors, there are many more directors that are not actors that were not actors to begin with, mm-hmm. that may have never had that. Mm-hmm. So they're much more on the technical side or producing element side. So when they hit a dialect, they go, whoa, I can't do that. But if it's vital and pivotal to it, oh, yes. um, you know, they will, they'll now more and more, because I've been working steady in Buffalo for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're starting to, to pay, which is, which is unbelievable. And I think it, I feel like it ups the production value of it. I, I feel that I wouldn't keep getting hired if actors weren't giving their directors and their producers the heads up that it was a good yes. thing. And it's not even necessarily me, because there's a number of people in this area that can no. do the exact same thing I can do. So that's not it. But the fact that more and more theaters are stopping and going, wait, this is an integral element of a show that helps the audience understand the character's what this is about we've got to pay some attention to this and so they're starting to find money for it in the budget and it's unbelievable oh, it's, it's it's such an awesome thing to say that i you know i've been a little bit of a part of you know kind of skirting in and doing let me, so let me for the really uninitiated because I, I, yeah. I there are two people who listen to this podcast. good oh fantastic yeah. yes uh, one's my daughter and, the and other one's, one's my granddaughter yeah. <laughs> that's all right and um <laughs> but for the really uninitiated right how would you define what you actually do uh, I mean, I can, I right. mean, I've experienced it, but right. if, but from your perspective, what is it that you do for a production, right. for a, a director, for, for an actor? Right. Why would you be called in? I like to think of myself as like a spice, <laughs> just a little, a little piece of the menu, a little piece of the, the, the recipe that 
helps us understand who the characters are in the world that they live in. Okay. So does that? Okay. Well, that, so okay. is that so not what you want? So metaphorically, okay. Oh, you stinker. No, metaphorically, yeah. that's right. But okay. For, for those of us who really just want to know what the hell it is she does. <laughs> What, what, just okay, tell us I walk what, in and I say, what lines are you having difficulty understanding? And this what, is the what, feel. Difficulty in, 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 it's for people. You have to sound I can do a it for anything. Way. I can do it for anybody. I could. You could hire me at your business mm-hmm. tomorrow. And oftentimes I've thought about, I need to get out and get into the corporate world. Because how many times have you listened to someone, called oh someone, and you know that they can't speak? You know what region of the world they're from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so or what, you just know it's not here. Or it's not here. Yes. So how do we generalize our sound so that number one, it's understandable. Number two, it's slow enough, articulate enough, so that so it sounds just... ha- so that it sounds you sound welcoming mm-hmm. in your tone. So it's yeah. not just plays like Mockingbird, where it's in, right. in the South, or, right. or, or it's not just you know the play that we're currently in, right. where there's all sorts of dialects. Right. It, it it could be just uh, because I'll tell you, I, I've been in plays mm-hmm. with kids fresh out of college, mm-hmm. and they talk like this, mm-hmm. and they're like, I can't understand what this. I went through a phase of this with my daughter where she said, she said, well, what's wrong? Are you going deaf? I said, yeah. no, you're, you're, you're not enunciating. Right. You, you, could you speak clearly? Well, people don't have to now because I know. of the phones. Mm-hmm. So you're brought in mm-hmm. to help actors sound appropriate for the production that they're in, whether right. it's whether it's to produce an accent right. or, or reproduce a, a location, right. locational sound, or to just Or to get what is called a standard for... Right. And, Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. Volume now, is always Now, have you been called thing. in for specific, not for specific, because mm-hmm. I know that's true, but have you been called in for just general... Standard, like a standard American? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most of the time, they'll come and say, Amanda, but I don't want too many specifics of dialect. I want us to sound more standard in tone. Mm-hmm. Outsiders. Okay. It's, it's yes, toys yes. doing it right now. Yeah. So um, I just went in for a few little sessions, and what happened was... I basically said to them, guys, if you choose to sound more standard American, which is a much more rounded sound, much more Midwestern Mm -hmm. in feel, rounded vowels as opposed to spread vowels, that kind of stuff, I said, your listener will believe you have an accent. Mm -hmm. But the only accent you're going to have is a standard American accent. Now, if you want to add, now it's set in Oklahoma, so if you want to add a flavor of that, Mm -hmm. make sure you're hitting your R's more. Then I can start to bring in dialectal transcriptions and give them the whole, you know, idea of take this transcription, add it to your voice, your your lines, Mm -hmm. or take a sound away, and then all of a sudden you're going to have that much more of a dialect, even though it's only one transcription. So you can add another layer Absolutely to it if you Absolutely you can. I see. Absolutely you can. And sometimes there are actors where it's just hard enough to get them to enunciate sounds, T's, oh, and T's, and D's. I and, know. You know, even in places where, like like for Indecent, we ha- you have music on the side that, that actors are competing against, and that's always difficult to get that level sound. Yes. But it's such an intimate, intimate story that to have mics makes it so it takes us to a different level it's necessary 
I was for levels, but as far as a dialect coach for me, I was kind of going, oh, it takes away. Yes. They they did figure out a way around it. There's a very nice mix within both of them, which I was very pleased. The very first night we were there, I was there when they introduced the mics, and I was like, no. But then after the you know everybody worked on it a little bit more, it really isn't intrusive. What's your what's your process when you sit? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, I assume you. Read the script a hundred right, times. Right, right. But so they, they hire you to come in for any play. Right. We won't use any play because right. I'm not sure when it we're doesn't gonna, matter. Right. When we're going to use do this, but. Um, so, so what, what do you do? I, I read the script, number one, yeah. and then I make sure that I talk to the director about what they're looking for. Because, mm-hmm. as you know, depending on the script, you can either choose to go with the location and the settings and all of that kind of stuff, or you can choose to go against it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can choose to have your own world of, of where you want to set the play just to make sure that I know each character and which where they want these characters to live you know, where they want those sounds to be coming from. And then from there, I just do my work as far as pulling up my transcriptive sounds um, so that I can have some kind of handout for people because not all of us can do it via ear. Some of us need to have it in form. I think the hardest part that way is figuring out who understands, who knows IPA, number Mm -hmm. one. If they know IPA, it's easy peasy for me because when I'm listening, I write in IPA, so yes. I write in the phonetic symbols. Mm-hmm. And you've got notes from me yes, that are I in have. IPA, and you probably go, what is she doing? This is too <laughs> confusing for me. But because I'm just versed in it, I can sit and write in the IPA, yes. whatever you say that comes out in, in the transcriptive form. So the heart, honest to goodness, the hardest part is going from IPA to more of a diacritic feel and a diacritic feel is more like a dictionary yes. um you know b- b- pronunciation what you see in parentheses absolutely in the dictionary, yeah. absolutely so it's to try to get the actor if they don't know the ipa to understand how i want the word to be spoken because how that many how many most, uh, sounds are there in the ipa you have 52 sounds okay um, literally twice the number of alphabetical yeah uh, yeah yeah and then depending on... But that also includes diphthongs and... Yeah, includes, you know, consonants, vowels, diphthongs, the yeah. whole nine yards, you know. So it's not that it's... The, it seems difficult, but once you know it, once you're in it, you're like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice when I can work with former students who understand, or they have that, oh shit, she's here, <laughs> feel. And they go, oh, crap, I haven't looked at IPA since I left her class, mm-hmm. you know. But at least they get a flavor. And, and oftentimes when you study it like that, even if you go away from it, you can come back to it. Yes. And it may take a little bit more time, but it's a lot less time than if you've never seen it before. Then you know um, when you're looking at the actor and you're yeah. explaining whether they're giving you the... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's such a wonderful feeling, the, the, you know. What, what, what are you talking yeah. about? And then I look at them and say, do you remember what I said to you the first day? <laughs> never <laughs> lose this. And they go, I'm sorry. Or you say I just have or you, <laughs> my favorite thing is when you'll say something like, you know, a diphthong. Yeah. And because and, and, you assume everybody knows. Everybody knows what a diphthong what, what that is. Means. Right. And then they're like, uh-huh, uh, 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 uh. Explain what a diphthong yes. is. A diphthong is two vowel sounds stuck together they, to make one sound. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so, so, so now you, yeah. so then you're called in and you do So then some I'm called in. I usually go in for, I like to definitely be there for first read mm. and it traumatizes the actors a lot of time because they go oh, we don't know what we're doing and i sound stupid and i don't care what they sound like <laughs> i don't care that's why they call me in yes. but it's a great place for me to hear the person's instrument to see where they might be going as far as character choices mm-hmm. go um rhythms patterns their tone their intonation what they sound like in their normal everyday speaking and then 
from there, I usually end up giving kind of a very general wash of sounds for specific dialects, mm -hmm. depending um, on which dialects we're doing. And from so there, you also see, you can see from that point uh, whether you have to take an actor from here to here. Oh yeah. Or, or from, from here yeah, to oh, here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, this is not a visual medium, so nobody knows, knows what, what I was the here doing. and here, but that's okay. <sighs> yes. No, but you're right. I, and, and that's fun too. And then from there, I talk to the director and I talk to the stage manager, and we say, these people need 15 minutes with me, yes. or a half an hour with me, or more time. So and you schedule usually, the re rehearsal schedule. Yep, yep. I want to talk to these you people. Know, these for people, this. Mm -hmm. Peter. <laughs> Peter no, for nine hours. No please. amount of time yeah. is necessary because <laughs> nothing will help. Uh, not at all. Not at all. And then what you do is you give you sit in with them and you have them go through their lines. And as they speak their lines, I correct them. You know that I correct you right away to just say try this, try that, try this. Sometimes there are. Are certain there are certain sounds rolls of R's taps of R's that are very difficult for people Some and then they're people like can't I can't do the but they all. can yes. but that's it but that's that takes a lot more training and for me to be able to say you got to get it out of the head that you can't it's just your tongue which is your strongest muscle in your body has not the muscle memory of you know, your tongue flapping in your mouth. Yes. You, you've stopped yourself. You've mentally stopped yourself from doing that. But everybody has a tongue, and everybody can roll their roll their. So it's funny. It's more mental than. I'm, physical. I'm laughing because a few <laughs> years ago, my brother, uh, my brothers, and I went to Sicily mm -hmm. to visit cousins that we didn't know. Well, we knew yeah. we had them, but well, you didn't know who they were. But yeah, so we went and met them, and of course, you, you, in Sicily, you, yeah. they live near Palermo. Yeah. Palermo. 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 And my, my one brother cannot roll his R's at all. So he would go Palermo. <laughs> it was always back guttural in, in his throat. Uvular, and I, good and I stuff. kept saying, but it's like it's like a D. There's a yeah, D. There's a D. Palermo. Think of Palermo, but Mo. then let it go Palermo. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it, but I, you were, I I'm proud of terrible. you. You were doing great. That you were teaching him. You I was. It, 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 yeah, but it didn't work. I know. And also didn't work because he was. Totally unwilling. He and said, I don't care. It's probably better if he had more wine. He just needed some more wine to it, loosen that, up the tongue, it, and then always, it helps. It always seems it, to help. Then he gets sloppy. Oh, that's true. That's true. That, <laughs> yeah, that's not good either. That's not good either. So that's you funny. go into rehearsals. Yep. Uh, we work. Do, do you plan it in, in terms of uh, I have an initial meeting? Yep. I have a one on one meeting, and then I have a uh, and then uh, I come in and do follow up. Yep, uh, yep. I like. You, or, yes, I like to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't happen due to budget, um, and sometimes the reason why I like to. I'm paid hourly. I'm paid hourly. I'm paid hourly. And what I found out was what I charge is a third of what they charge in New York City. So it's unbelievable. You can, you can't you can't price yourself out of the market. Do you know I, what I mean? Then I have I can't to ask price. you this: yeah. Is there like a a league is there, of, is there a society? There is. I mean, do you, like, do you and Jen Tui, yeah. who's also a lovely lady, and, and right, a right, do, right, do you know each other? Do you, have you? No, I, I, we have never met. If you can believe that, and no, there's no, we have never met. You don't have like a, a private, no, we private club no, of. We don't. Mind you, there is the, there's there's club. there's a there is a organization called VASTA, the Voice and Speech Teachers of America, that you you know become a member of, and um, meet at a it's bar. like an open absolutely, <laughs> and you know they have forums. They have all of this kind of stuff, and you can, you know, write and publish and all of that, and to go to. Well, how would you know how much to charge if you didn't have communication with other people? I ask. Did you ask? Can other... I tell you? I didn't ask other voice people, but oh. I asked 
other actors, other producers, how, how other would, oh, well, other producers, other producers you know, because this is what we paid. To this so is what so. we did. Mm-hmm. And then I have to stop and say, OK, what is my time worth right okay. now? I live in Youngstown. I have a huge commute. Yes, it takes do. me 35, 40 minutes to get to anywhere in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And that's getting there and getting back and then how many times a week and that kind of stuff. So I kind of put it into that. I look at what I get paid to teach. So I kind of all try to keep it around the Mm -hmm. same. What I would charge for an outside lesson one-on-one, I kind of do the same. Yeah. So, so, so it's interesting that way as far, but I had, that was like traumatizing to me. But then when I was speaking to all my friends in New York, they're like, you only charge what? Yeah. And I go, well, I can't, because if I charged what well, I should be what, charging well, market bear. $250 an hour, I mm-hmm. can't, well, they'd laugh at me. Yeah. You know, we can't do that. So. Well, they'd laugh and they would say, what, click. I, yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. And I would rather work. I mean, it's, yes, I have bills to pay, but I would always rather be a part of a group of amazing collaborators mm-hmm. and people who want to learn. And I haven't come up across anybody who's looked at me and said, screw you, Amanda, that's not right. Yeah. I have had challenges and I love a good challenge. This is one of my questions. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge you've had? I guess the biggest challenge, I mean, as Aside far as actors go, well, <laughs> we know that that was kind of a given, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Um, as, as it's not even resist, it's not resist. What is the biggest challenge? I, um, what, or, no, what yeah. was the biggest challenge you, you had? In other words, somebody handed you a script and you said, ooh, this is going to be a tough one. Or are you just so darn good? I am so damn, damn extraordinary. Uh-huh. No, I think the hardest, you know, Indecent was a very interesting script because there is not only an American, American words with dialect accents mm-hmm. added on to it, but there's also the actual... Yiddish yes. language. language. And yeah. I don't speak these languages. Mm-hmm. It's what's so funny. People go, what do you mean? I, go, I don't speak the languages. Mm-hmm. There is a formula for how to get to sounding like this through that international phonetic alphabet, yes. which makes it such an awesome tool. I could walk into a bar anywhere that has, you know, the English or anywhere where there's a Germanic base and listen to them transcribe it, write it out, what I am hearing, speak it back and sound just like them, but not have a clue what I'm saying. (laughs) I mean, it's it's brilliant. It is brilliant. So I think the hardest thing, I don't know. So there hasn't been a script. This... The indecent script was was, was, was a good was a good fun challenge. Good fun challenge. Was a good fun challenge. But yeah. what was so cool is that when listening to Saul in the read through, when we were listening and um, and he was correcting, I don't know, it may have been Alex in, in with the Yiddish. Mm-hmm. I was interested, and I said, "Wait a minute, Saul, your article." So the article that comes before, you know, the D E mm-hmm. or whatever it is, that masculine or feminine. I asked him. I said, "Wait, you transcribe that differently than what's written in the?" Because I was following mm-hmm. visually. I I said you said that with this sound, but it's not what's written. Is it's that he said that's because it's in, it's because it was inconsistent in the script. Oh. So when a fluent speaker is speaking and it's inconsistent with what's written, mm-hmm. you kind of go, which direction do you go? So mm-hmm. that was it. So it's a challenge, but yet it's intriguing to me. Yeah, yes. So which direction do you go in? Sometimes you just gotta go. Ah, eh, pick one. <laughs> 
run with it. You say it with conviction, everybody will believe you. Come on, for heaven's sakes, you know. Like when we had the tape of Saul doing all of the uh, all of the Yiddish, and yeah. of course he's speaking it like a fl- yes, tripping so me off no the tongue. So there was no help, to, you know. That was my one of my lines, yeah. and I thought, I, 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 How could, am I could you do slow this down? Yeah. So I could follow it because yes. just hearing him read it sounded lovely, but I couldn't right. couldn't right. mimic it, and that's where that's where I could come in and if yeah. I had those to listen to, I could have done it in IPA. Yeah. It could have helped you as far as what what's the base of that vowel sound mm-hmm. or that consonant and what do you do as far as what does it look like how do you transcribe <laughs> it on paper and it becomes this kind of jumbled crazy yeah, and then mess you'd be doing but that, now the shape of your mouth should be this yes. and your tongue mm-hmm. should be over here and and you should be doing this with your lips but you can do and, that it's very fun that is a very fun thing a lot of times i am aren't i weird well, a lot of times what's fun to me when i'm teaching it is how do i get someone to get it in the front of their mouth. It's really easy for me to sit here and say, you know, the sound is frontal. Think of it as, as a ball is in your mouth. You know what I mean? But how do you get it frontal and in the mouth? And it's funny you know, because so when you do that and then and then you... Uh, you all you do is pierce, pierce the lips. All of a sudden, it brings the sound forward yes. because the concentration is on your lips and forward. And all of a sudden, it's a completely different tone. Yes. And well, then when you I go, took German oh, and they that. were trying to explain to me how you do an umlaut. And they yes. said, make your mouth like an O, but say E. Uh-huh. It came out uh. E. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I, 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 get I get it, it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, exactly because it's it. a, that crazy kind of stuff that you say. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how does that help? Try yeah. it. Try it. E. Uh-huh. Oh, you're right. You I got said, it. Thank e. you. Because it doesn't exist in our language, no. of course. No. But no. in German, you have to be able to say it. E. 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 Isn't it fun? Oh, I know. Dear. See, there's just so much. It's, it's so much fun. Did, did Did you have a mentor? Or did you have a person that that you admired in colleges that you said? This guy really turned me on to language, uh, to... Uh, uh, to vocal spoken, vocal. To, to, to IPA and yeah. to the teaching. That sort of turned the light bulb on for you. And you said, oh, this, this is pretty damn cool. There may not have been. No, it may have been. A, I guess it would. I think. I think it was more my parents saying, "Find <laughs> something and do it and love it." Honest <laughs> to God, when you don't have those constraints, when no one's saying no, 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 no. or you have to go this way, you're going to be a lawyer. It. You're going to yeah. find it. Mm-hmm. And they'd laugh. I remember my grandfather looking at me, and I go, Grandpa, you know, I'd come home from college, and he'd go, and I go, Grandpa, I'm doing this, and or I don't even know what I said I was doing. I don't know if I said I was teaching, or I, I, it wasn't, couldn't have been teaching something. Mm-hmm. Grandpa, I'm going to do this, and he'd laugh at me, and he goes, No, you're not. <laughs> I go, Thanks, Gramps. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Appreciate thanks that. For the encouragement. You know. And then finally, when I came home and said, Gramps, I'm doing theater, he goes, You found it. Oh. I went. Oh. Wow. Okay, thanks, sir. <laughs> Thank you. you know, okay, so let's talk about lucky. the actors who really are a pain in the All right, let's do that because that's so much fun. <laughs> no, I mean, there's I, no actors that are pain in the Actors, but... I'll tell you, though, I mean, I speaking personally, yeah. you must get a lot of appreciation. I, I, I think I do now more than I'm older. I never did when I was younger. So when you were a little whippersnapper when coming in, I was coming in at twenty six years old. People were like, "Who the hell are you?" Mm-hmm. I knew the same stuff I did at twenty six that I do at forty eight. Yeah. Um, but so that was always the most challenging mm-hmm. as far as people giving you that. Well, because when you're young, nobody no gives one, you any no respect. T- no, but what the hell do you I, know? Well, that's right. You know. So that was the hardest part that way. But now, yes, I mean, ever people that I work with all the time call me on the slide before they start a show, and they're like, "Can 
we please work? I'm so traumatized right now about this. And of course, it's it's so much fun to just be able to give them. It a is challenging off point. when you see Amanda Sharp walk in the room and you go, "Oh boy, <laughs> here she is." Oh boy. Here. Well, because you feel like you have to. Or they be, say to you, "You know, know. Uh, okay, well, you're scheduled to meet with Amanda." Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> they, my favorite part is that is exactly what you yeah, said. Yeah. They go, uh, you're going to meet for 15 minutes, yeah. and so and so it's going to be for yeah. 15 minutes. Peter, you have an nine hour hours. Half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you it's need like, to know that it's like usually me with, it just... it's me with Lynn Kurdzel. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you yes. guys going to dance yes. for 10 minutes? Yes. You guys going to dance for 10 minutes? Peter, yes. you're going to dance for yes. three hours. Absolutely. Oh, and I and you still won't way. get it. I know. But you do. You do get it. It's just, again, it's just practice and repetition. Yeah. And that's what I tell all the kids. You know, if they're getting over, you know, an S impediment or something that they had to get over when they were younger, you know, and they're like, I can't do it. I said, yes, you can, but you have to want to. Yes. If you've got to want to work through it, is and, it going to be easy? And understand that it's work. It's work, but This people. is not supposed to be free. No. You can't come see me and then the next night be perfect. That's why I come back to, you know, what I'd love to be able to do is at least three times before even tech to be able to hear because I'll hear different things at different times. It will depend on how tired you are, what you did that day. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing with, you know, we have very talented actors in this area, but everybody else has jobs. Yes. They're not able to be paid for an entire day right. of just studying and just, you know, we don't have that in this and, area. And, and, this and is, that's this a huge. Is, you know, I tell on the rare occasions I get to speak to younger actors, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is work. This is work. It, it, it takes, and there is homework. Right. Yes, there and you is. Are, you are expected to do and show up prepared. Yeah. It, yeah. Rehearsal is not, rehearsal is not where you learn your lines. No, no, that's exactly rehearsal is not right. Where you, rehearsal right. is where you rehearse with other people. Right, right. And, uh, I expect, I guess the hardest part is when you give the same note over and yeah. over and over again and you're stopping going, how can I get this them to understand this without a giving a line reading? Yeah, try Because it. some people just need a line reading. They, It's not processing enough in their brain because they're concentrating on other and, things And many first. actors and will say, just, 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 give me, the... just give me the reading. <laughs> just give me a line reading. No, but I don't want to do that. Is there that. a, oh, get over it. I don't. That, come on. That's given the answer. There's I do. There's a certain because, point where but, you just go, look, say it like no, this. No, it's not. It's, that is so opposite my training of like, and, it, and then I feel like I haven't done my teacher. Oh, so, what am not, oh, so, so it's, it's all about your ego. So it's like, I, I, I've obviously yes. done a bad job. <laughs> so I have to. It, yes. Absolutely. I've done a bad job, so that's the reason why I'm not going to get... Damn it, I'm going to figure out a way to make you do this. Hell yeah, it is. Wouldn't you, as an actor, rather... Wouldn't you rather come up with that aha yourself? Yeah, unless it takes so darn much time that it's taking me away from... Well, listen, if you open tomorrow, I'm going to give you the line reading. It's taking me away from everything else. Right, I wouldn't let that happen, kind of. At what point do you give up? Well, you got to do it... You gotta do it before opening, but I'll still give lines at open. I don't. I don't give notes in Buffalo in the professional world mm -hmm. during shows, but in every other show that I do on, on the will. collegiate level and in in um, you know high school and middle school, I will give notes all the way through. We yeah, and, really I, close. and I would actually. Well, uh, speaking personally, I would actually like for the stage manager to say, right. you, you know, you didn't right. uh, hit this line, or or you still screwed that up. Stop. 
paraphrasing. Right. Yeah. So it's so those are th- interesting things to me. And then yeah. there's stuff that I still miss, just like when I direct, just like when I act and I go, I step away from the production and go on to something else, and then oh, I, I go I back and go, oh, ooh, that's or, what that or meant. A friend, or a friend of yours will come <laughs> and say... Or, or even somebody in the cast will say, you know, yeah. there, was something, yeah, yeah. there was something that happened recently. It, it, it shall remain nameless. Okay. But <laughs> the, the person was hitting the wrong, the, the wrong so, word, the wrong oh, emphasis. Yeah. And so the joke didn't work right, at, all. at all. And I said to the director, I said, yeah, um, you know, this. If we can cha- change and, it to and, this. And the director went, oh. God, I, I didn't. I completely missed that because as a director, you, you're thinking about a million things, mm-hmm. you know. And and I'm not. I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut, but I don't. And uh, because sometimes it just grates on me. And and I'm I'm guilty of it too. I'm sure. Right. I'm, uh, tell me something if that if I missed it. Right. Please tell me why. What, you let me go the whole opening weekend missing yeah. this joke. <laughs> And you didn't tell me? I know. And you I knew? Know. And you knew? I know. I know. Amanda, I know. It's th- been awesome. Yeah. This Thanks. this this uh, podcast called Off-Road. Yes. So yes. I, I'm going to take you off-road okay, now. Okay, please I'm, do. I'm going to ask you this question, Good. which is, if, if you were off the road that you're on now, if okay. you weren't into theater uh-huh. and all of this stuff, yeah. where might you have, uh, what road might you have taken? Would you have gone sports? Would you have gone? No. Uh, no. It, 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 well, w- w- I wouldn't. No, the the door is locked. You can't. the The road is blocked. You cannot go down this road. Where would you have gone? Damn off road. I would have gone. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cut out all the silence. Take as much time as you want to think. I don't know where. Where would I? What what other interests do you have? (laughs) Crickets. I, you you would have raised horses. I uh, would have probably. Oh, then, I wouldn't have. Well, you, you, why 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 is the road closed? Car? Why is the road closed though? I would because have figured it's a out theoretical, a theoretical. I would it, have it, figured out a damn way to get on the road. I wanted to. I'm gonna make the square peg fit in the round hole. This, in, <laughs> this entire podcast. What the hell would I have wanted to do? Well, you must have some I, other interests. I, it would I don't know it would be something with children but I but I but I do stuff with children so I don't I I, I teaching in another in a, a different but I do uh, that I guess I do but I do that so Well I'm I, talking about the, but I'm talking about the road the theater road Yeah so you might have so had a, I probably would have been a teacher Yeah I probably would have or, I like to think I would do elementary but I'm my friends who are elementary teachers are kind of like I don't know Amanda and then I work with the groups and I, Peter, I don't know. I was always taught to do what, follow your instincts and do what comes naturally. So I don't know any different than what I'm doing. And I'm so damn lucky. I feel the same way. Thank you very much for being Thank here. Thank you, Peter. I feel lucky wonderful. that you said yes to do Thank this. Thank you. I had so much fun. I hope I answered some questions. Well, going to be a lot of editing. editing. <laughs> Well, no, I, I don't think an IQ test is called for. Oh, a psychological test? Well, I... Oh, never mind. You see, I, I told you she was going to be a lot of fun, and working with her taught me that uh, she was just a delightful person and that she might actually be worth talking to. As a matter of fact, you probably could tell that we, <laughs> we went on a little too long, but ah, get over it. <laughs> what, what else do you have to do? You're home. Stay there. Stay sane, unlike my own self. 
Well, folks, that's the end of another podcast. That's the end of another week. How long have we been locked up like this now? Has it been three weeks? Has it been four weeks? Has it been two years? It, it, it certainly feels like it sometimes. But hey, it uh, seems to be working because uh, every time I see Andrew Cuomo come on the TV, I hear him say things like, well, uh, don't leave your house yet, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it's the longest tunnel ever, but I see a light, he said. <sighs> We're back in a couple of weeks with an interview I recorded, oh, so long ago. <laughs> when I first started out doing these podcasts, you know, Scott said to me, well, why don't you interview some people who uh, you're comfortable with, people that you think you might be able to have some rapport with? So I thought about it, and I couldn't think of anybody. But then a friend of mine named Matt Witten volunteered, and I said, Hey, Matt Witten, let's have a conversation and a podcast. And Matt, because he's a terrific guy and a great actor and a dear friend, said, Ugh, Sure, I guess so. See you in a couple weeks with Matt Witten. Matt Witten.